Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pathway Church Podcast. We are so glad you're with us. We're a Bible-based church from Ontario, Canada, and together we're on a mission to reach people far from Christ and see them become devoted followers of Him. In today's episode, Pastor Nathan is talking about feet. Beautiful feet at that. I know I cringe when I first heard that myself, as I'm not a fan of feet. But guess what? You may not think feet are beautiful, but when they carry the good news of the gospel to others, beautiful feet are the feet that take steps to follow Jesus. We live in a culture today that we are filled with information constantly. But think back to hundreds of years ago when information was limited. Pastor Nate talks about this in this episode, Beautiful Feet. Awesome. Well, hey guys, we've already had church. I mean, we're almost done. That's awesome. Um, I do that every Sunday, just hearing people's stories, celebrating together. That's what the church is all about. Uh, today, I wanted to uh, assure you this will be an abbreviated message, okay? Uh, I know sometimes I promise that and it doesn't quite work out, but today I will try to be quick. What I wanted to do today, we're calling today Vision Sunday. And I think it's appropriate that we had baptisms as part of this. And what I wanted to do for the next 10 or 15 minutes is just talk to our church family. For those of you that consider Pathway Church your home, you're invested here, you consider this your faith community, I want to talk to you. I know we have guests today and guests online, and I'm so glad that you're with us. It's amazing. I hope that that some of the things I share you can take away as well. But I want to talk to our church family because I know today is a big Sunday. Lots of folks from our church are together. And guess what happens next week? Summer begins. And with that, uh, let me ask you to get a show of hands. How many of you are planning to take vacation or be away in the next eight weeks? Let's see a show of hands. That's almost everybody, uh, which, will, which will already explain the fact that over the next eight weeks, church attendance will be down. And I could try to make you all feel guilty about that, but I won't, because we live in Canada. That's why. And in Canada, we have four seasons. Where we have almost winter, winter, still winter, and construction. <laughs> That's, you know... I asked one guy, I was like, how was your summer? He's like, I don't know, I was working that day. Uh, we live in Canada, and so I do, I want, I want all of you uh, to have a break and to get away with your families and rest and all of that. It's so important to do uh, in these summer months when we have this good weather. It means, though, that as a church, we kind of scale back some things. Uh, small groups kind of take a break through the summer. Our youth group kind of scales right back to a few gatherings. And uh, a lot of other ministries and things slow down. And that's on purpose because there are seasons that come and go. And we want to have a, a moment of rest as a church. And But at the same time, I also want to remind you before we all take off for the summer and we're traveling and doing our thing, that that even though uh, rest is good, we are still on a on a mission. Okay, This is really, really important. That the church is on a mission, that we as a community are actually here. We don't exist for ourselves, we exist for the world. Uh, we gather together to make a difference, not only for one another, but for our community at large. And it's important to remember why, why we do this. You know, I've noticed over the years that when a church, a community of people, gathers together and it's all about what we like and help and it's all just about us and our preferences and all that stuff. The churches that do that are dying and the churches that are dying to themselves and living for others are growing. This is crazy thing, right? That Jesus said that he loses his life, we'll find it, right? And so as we serve and as we have a mission-oriented mindset towards our community and towards the world, something incredible happens. Uh, Jesus made uh, this statement, in Matthew 16, he's talking to Peter. He says, I will build my church. So the church isn't a building. It's not an organization. It's a community of people that are following Jesus. Jesus says, I'm going to build my church. And he says, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And when I think about it, I think I've never been attacked by a gate. 
Right? So what he's saying is, is that the enemy, Satan, evil, all that stuff is entrenched in our world, in our culture, and the church is actually not supposed to be sitting inside of a building hoping somebody stumbles in, but the church is supposed to be going. Right? The church is supposed to be moving forward. The church is supposed to be going into the community, into the workplace, and sharing their faith. So you can see right away that Jesus' mission of the church was not hunker down in a building and invite people to come in, but to actually go out and to be on mission. I like to say it, this is my way of saying it, okay? The church is a battleship, not a cruise ship, right? It's a good way to think about it, right? Because both of these are large metal ships full of people. And the difference between a, a battleship and a cruise ship is why people are there. Everyone on a cruise ship is there going, where's my lobster? Where's the ice cream station, right? I want a, you got to get a good chair by the pool, okay? And I don't know why, whenever you go to a resort or you go on vacation, the chairs are just, there's never enough chairs. Does anybody else notice this? My, we were in Cuba this past winter with my family, found a cheap resort, so we're down. And first day, I walked down to the pool, and this beautiful pool, no chairs. 8.30 in the morning, I'm like, what is going on, right? So about day three, I was getting frustrated. So I got up at 6 a.m. every day for the rest of the week on my holidays to make sure we had a nice set of chairs by the pool as a family. And I'm like, I figured this thing out. Like, I had unlocked the key. On the last day we're there, we're sitting in our prime real estate chairs. I'm feeling good. And, uh, and I see this couple walk in, and I knew they were new to the resort because they were white, right? You always know. <laughs> People come in, and they've got the brand new sandals on, and their skin is white. And they walk over to the pool, and they look around, and I'm thinking, you got to get up at 6 a.m. That's what you got to do. And the guy walks over, finds one of the workers at the resort, hands him $5 Canadian, and he runs into the woods, comes back with two beautiful chairs, and sets them by the pool. <laughs> I'm still salty. I'm like, five bucks. I could have slept for three extra hours for five bucks. Oh... But a cruise ship, it's all about what do I get, right? If we come to church with a cruise ship mentality, it's like, when do they play my song? Who took my seat? What do I get? How's the coffee? We have great coffee, by the way. Awesome. Hope you enjoy it. But like, it's like, what, what can I get? What kind of programs do they have for me? It's all about me, me, me. But a, a battleship is something different because on a battleship, all the people there are there on mission. And everyone has a job to do and everyone contributes something, whether you're running a gun, whether you're driving the boat, or whether you're peeling potatoes in the mess hall. Everyone has a job to do, and every person's job is vital to the accomplishment of that mission. So I have a question for you guys. This will be really fun and maybe embarrassing for me. Uh, what is our mission? I, I was curious um, if anyone, i got a microphone, if anyone here knows what the mission of our church is and is confident enough to say it in the mic. It doesn't have to be perfect, but the gist of it is anybody know it? That's not on staff. Anybody? I see some people putting up their hands. Do you want to come and grab the mic and say it for us? You're like, no, no, I knew that. I'll bring it to you. How's that? Is it not reach people far from God and take them a step closer to him? That's, that's pretty good. Thank you. Give her a round of applause. Awesome. It's, you know, it's interesting because um, <laughs> I kind of I wondered how many people would know. I'm, I'm going to put the, wording, the exact wording up, but Crystal, that was, that was right on the money. Uh, to reach people far from Christ. So that already, that already means that we're not a church that's sitting still, but a church that's going, a church that's on the move, a church that's tearing down the gates of hell to bring the light of the gospel, good news, and love to our community. And not just to go out and reach people, but to what? To help them become. So we're going to be now part of the process of helping them become devoted followers of Jesus. For them to take their next steps. Baptism, discipleship, and on and on and on. And so this is, this is the mission. So whenever, as a staff, 
as a board or elders, we're trying to make a decision for this church. We're going, does what we're doing accomplish this? Does it accomplish this? That's, that's where we start. And clearly, we need to read this a lot more. If we had a building, it would be on the wall, but we don't have our own wall, so we'll have to get a roll-up sign or something. But we'll just put this out there because everyone needs to know this is what we are, this is what we're all about. Um, so I want to turn to Romans chapter 10, okay? Romans chapter 10 today. And I'm going to share with you a passage of scripture that Paul wrote, and it connects with all these themes that we're talking about. Um, I think I got it here on the screen. Romans chapter 10, verse 13. Uh, this is amazing. Paul says this, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Who will be saved if they call on the, on the name of the Lord? Everyone. everyone. Does, that, does that include everyone in this room? Yeah. Does that include everyone watching online? Yeah. Does it include the people you work with? Does it include the people in your bridge club, in your high school, grade school? Of course. So the grace of God is for everyone. This is the good news of the gospel that Jesus began to communicate and his disciples carried it into the world. That everyone who humbles themselves and calls on the name of Jesus, that they will be saved. They can be forgiven, made new, brought into the kingdom of God. That's the good news. And it's for everyone. Now, unfortunately, what Paul and Jesus say is that even though God's grace is unlimited and is for everyone, not everyone's going to hear because God is actually uh, wanting us to be the means of communicating that incredible message to others. Here's how he continues. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? God's grace is for everyone, but if they don't hear about him and they don't know him, he says, how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? If nobody tells them, that God loves them. If no one tells them forgiveness is available, how could they ever accept it? He continues and he says this, how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And you might be thinking, well, of course that means Nathan on the stage preaching. No, but it isn't. It's you sharing your faith. Just like these people did this morning, sharing their testimony. Here's what happened to me. Here's how, why my faith is real. And when you share that with the people around you, it impacts them more than my sermon. I'll, I'll promise you that. And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? And then I love this verse. Paul actually quotes Isaiah 52, and he says, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. The title of my message today, which will only be about six or seven more minutes, is Beautiful Feet. Can we all say that together? Beautiful Feet. I know you're probably thinking, ah, feet are not beautiful. I uploaded a slide for today's message and had some dirty old feet on there, and my kids were like, Dad, you don't understand. Today's culture, you can't put pictures of feet. People don't want to see other people's dogs. That's, they call toes dogs now. I guess that's the thing. But they were like, no. But what I want you to understand is that Isaiah says that feet are beautiful. And you're like, no, my feet have bunions, right? I have toenail fungus. I don't want to know about it. Why, why are feet beautiful? And the answer for Isaiah is because feet are the means of the good news traveling. That in, uh, in the ancient world, if news was coming to you, it was coming because someone came to town. If you wanted to know what was going on in Athens, Greece, and someone came through the town that was from Athens, you go and ask them what's happening in Athens, and they would bring news. It's how word traveled. In Isaiah 52, the nation of Israel had been in exile in Babylon for 70 years. And all of a sudden, these messengers show up in Jerusalem, the city of God, and they show up in Jerusalem and they say, guess what? The king is letting our people return. We're coming home. We're going to be a nation again. This was the good news that was carried. And Isaiah's like, oh, those beautiful feet that carried that news here to us today. And you know, for most of human history, news traveled with people by foot. Sometimes they'd ride a horse, so by hoof. But it was coming by feet. 
Beautiful hoof. That doesn't, not, doesn't ring. Uh, beautiful feet. So news would travel with people. And this was actually the case until um, 1870. 1870. See, up to that time, um, people did not have, they had too little information. Let's go to that one. Yeah, they had too little information. The only news you could get was the news that was brought to you by ship, by horse, by mail courier, something. It had to travel. And it originally it traveled by word. Eventually the printing press wasn't created and they, they brought documents. But it had to travel with people. And they had too little information. In 1870, something was created called the Pony Express. I got a little picture here. Who's heard of the Pony Express? Yeah, it's really famous. Even though you may not know this, the Pony Express only lasted a year and a half. That's it. And it shut down. And the Pony Express was created as a way to get mail, information, news from the east coast of the United States to the west coast, which was opening up. And so for a year and a half, they would take multiple horses and riders and waypoints, and they would run these horses through the night, day and night. And it took 10 days to get news from the east to the west coast, which was very fast at that time. The reason why it shut down in 1871, they installed a telegraph line. (laughs) And now news was instant. And from that time to now, what's happened is we've gone from having too little information to having too much information, right? TMI. We have cell phones now in our pockets and we can have a FaceTime call with someone on the other side of the world. We can, we have access to every news station. Uh, when it comes to the Bible, right? hundred years ago, people might've had a Bible in their home as a family and they would have been very blessed to have one. Now, We've got 15 of them on our, on our uh, bookshelf that don't get used. We've got 100 versions of the Bible on our phone that are free. We have, uh, uh, you know, sermons, millions of sermons on YouTube and other sites. Like, there is no limit to the amount of information that people have. And so then the question becomes, do we still need beautiful feet? Do we still need people to carry this information? I, I'm going to argue that we do. Our world still needs people with beautiful feet. Here's why I say that. Because even though information is widely available, the Bible is available, and all of this is widely available. Today we heard baptism stories. Not one person said, I was on the internet reading a website. All of those faith stories were connected to people who showed up in their lives. Parents who showed up every day and showed love. Friends who turned up when they were in need. A youth leader who showed up on Friday nights every single week to say you matter. And so what I believe today is actually what we don't need is a whole bunch more information and Bible teaching. What we need is people who walk with God. People who actually show us what it looks like. I know as a kid, I grew up in church and and I knew exactly what the Bible said. I knew all the right things. What I didn't see was somebody showing me how to live it. Someone walking out their faith, beautiful feet, walking out their faith in a way that I could understand. Jesus says it this way in Luke 10 too. He says, the harvest is plentiful. There's, God's grace is there for everyone. But the laborers are few. He says, the problem is there's not enough people with beautiful feet who are taking this news out into the world. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest. I always say, when you pray for something, get ready. Because God is going to answer that prayer through you. He's going to send you. Okay? And he says that God would send out laborers into his harvest. I don't know about you, but I want to be a church that is a going and ascending church. I want to be a church that is, that is making a difference in our community, in our world, and a church that is thinking about others. A battleship, not a cruise ship. You guys with me? Um, with that, I want to, um, actually, there's a couple, couple of questions I want to ask, and then I'm going to tell you a bit about the fall real quick. Um, this is the question, how is your walk with God? One of the interesting things to me is that when you read the Bible and it talks about your relationship with God, it actually, it actually talks about it as a walk. Taking steps of obedience, steps 
walking with God. So how's your walk with God? Because even though through the summer there's not a lot going on, it's still an opportunity for you to develop your relationship and walk with God. Here's the second question. Where are your feet pointing? Right? If you stop and go, where, what are my actions? What are my, where's my time going? That's going to indicate where you're headed. Years ago, I tried learning golf. Still trying to learn. And I remember I was golfing and I kept hitting the ball and it kept going to the left. And the other person was more experienced. And I said, why is the ball keep going there? And he laid a club down at my feet and my feet were pointing exactly where the ball was going. And he's like, the ball's going where your feet are pointing. Ah, so I adjusted. I straightened my feet and I sliced it into the water. <laughs> but you get the idea. Wherever your feet are pointing, that's where you're going to end up. And so I don't know about you, but as we, as we think about, you know, we're taking off for summer and everyone's going to be coming and going through the summer months. Uh, as a staff, we've been talking about some things that are really important to us in the fall. And during the summer months as a team, we're actually, uh, we're actually working on, on preparing for the fall season. And so I just wanted to give you a little uh, glimpse into what we hope to accomplish as a church where this battleship is pointing uh, for September. Uh, so let me just quickly hit, hit those. We've been talking about this a little bit. Pathway Kids in two services. You may not know this, but pre-pandemic, so before the lockdown, second service was larger than first. And look at today. Today's full. Second service will not be this full. Uh, it's been a shift. And we believe that a big part of that is because we have no kids' environments in the second service. So all the young families come to the one, etc. And so... Also, rooms are filling up and spaces are limited, and so we would love to open up a number of environments in the second service, which means we need volunteers and help. So uh, that's something that is definitely, we're working towards that. I know Mish is working hard trying to raise up leaders and volunteers to make sure that we can do this, because this is going to make space for families to come and hear about Jesus. So that's why we want to do it. The next thing I'll talk about is uh, we want to begin using our property. I don't have timelines, but I know septic is going they're going to start digging the septic and bringing in the tanks uh in the next few weeks the the parking lot's going to happen through the summer they're going to take all the topsoil and grade and all of that stuff is happening we don't have a timeline but we're expecting the fall season at some point to open this building up for our youth for our offices for midweek space so really excited about that that's a goal that we have for this year that we're working towards we uh we as you know we've uh been looking for a new Youth director, some of you, if you have kids in our program, got an email on Friday. Um, and so we have Jackson Wiltshire. I got a picture of him here if you haven't met him. Okay. I don't know why he's holding a coffee, but I guess that's, that's cool. Uh, Jackson's here, here this morning. If you see him, give him a high five. Uh, Jackson actually just finished his law degree and was like, hey, I, I really want to spend a year serving the church. And um, so he's coming in. This is an interim position for a year, a year and a bit. And he's just going to lean into our youth and, and continue to support and work with our young adults. Jackson's amazing. He's been here as a volunteer. Some of you already know him. So if you see him, uh, give him a high five. We're so glad to have him here. Uh, yeah, awesome. Two more, uh, two more quick things. Uh, volunteer, one of the volunteer leaders. One of the things, I talked about this, I won't drag on about it, but uh, one of the things we realized is as a church, we have like a staff team and we're working really hard and we have a ton of volunteers. You guys are amazing. So many of you step up. Uh, what we've been limited in and what we don't have a lot of is volunteer leaders who lead other volunteers. And so that kind of means that like the staff are doing all the organizing and then all the volunteers are doing the work. And we're trying to build a tier in between to create some volunteer leaders. Uh, I've talked about people serving every Sunday and some of those things. So that's one of the goals. That's something we're working on. And lastly, and this kind of ties into all of it, on August 27th, the last Sunday in August, we're shutting down church here on Sunday morning. I'll explain why. So they'll be online only. So if you're a tender here on August 27th, mark it on your calendar, don't come. Unless you want to volunteer, because what we're doing on August 27th 
is we're going to have a volunteer rally. And so for the morning, from 9.15 on, we're going to meet. We're going to pray together. We're going to go into all different rooms and do department-specific training. We're going to have lunch together and really try to get started this year well. Um, and so one of the things we've been doing is trying to have like team meetings for 15 volunteer teams all throughout the weeks while kids are starting into school. And so we said, why don't we take a Sunday? If this is so important, why don't we take a Sunday and lean in and celebrate as a team? So if you're a volunteer, mark that down. If you're not a volunteer, you can become a volunteer and come to this. Or, or you could watch online, which is okay as well. Um, <laughs> so um, I guess what I want to do here is uh, I close and pray. Um, I hope what I'm saying is making sense to you. We want to be the kind of church that goes. We want to be a church that makes a difference. We want to exist for our community and for the world, not just for ourselves. Do you agree with that? And we're trying to figure out what that looks like. And I I wanted to talk to you about it before everyone goes away, because I know everyone's going to be traveling and vacation, all that stuff. And I want to take this opportunity to share that with you. I have one last passage of scripture I'm going to put on the screen. Ephesians 2.10 says this, We are his workmanship, created for Christ Jesus for good works, to do stuff, which God prepared beforehand that we should what? Walk in them. Beautiful feet. Taking the news. Sharing God's love going to where people are. I want to ask, uh, as before we close in prayer, do we have any students here who are graduating high school or university? Uh, do we have any? Would you stand for us? We just want to pray for you. Um, got a few. Go ahead and stand up. I see a few. Okay, I see one back there. Any more? Okay, I'm seeing fingers pointing. Nobody wants to stand up. Okay. We have, yeah, so I really want to honor, we got students that are making some big transitions from, from high school into college, university, into careers. We also have a bunch of kids who are transitioning out of Pathway Kids and into youth group who were there on Friday night. We have people getting baptized. Just transitions happening all over the place. And I just wanted to pray that as each of you makes this transition, that God would guide you, that you would discover. Can I tell you, every single person in here, you are his workmanship. You were created for good works, and God has prepared them beforehand that you would walk in them. And he's asking us to to take that and, and to run with it. So... Could we pray together? Father, thank you uh, today for every person listening to me, everyone online. God, we don't want to be a church that exists for ourselves. We want to die to ourselves and live for you and live for others. God, show us what it looks like to be people with beautiful feet who don't sit back, who don't, are not sitting in our lazy boy, but who are going out and sharing this good news that has changed our lives with those around us. God, I pray for our young people as they take steps through graduation out of one environment and into the next. God, I pray that you would continue to guide them with your wisdom, give them your peace and your strength. And I pray, Lord, that they would discover the good works that you created for them from the beginning of time and that they would walk in them. Thank you for this church. Thank you for this morning that we could celebrate these incredible stories of growth and transition. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, that's it from us. Thank you so much for joining. Please stay connected with us. Be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's Pathway Church PTBO. Hey, God is at work in this world, and we feel so blessed that we get to be a part of what he is doing. Have a great day wherever you're at, and we hope to see you soon.